Hey guys, it's Tony. I'm here to talk to you about Awaken Conference. Now, Awaken is a young adult gathering in Charlotte, North Carolina from January 31st to February 2nd, 2020. And it's meant to help you recharge your spiritual life and connect with a community that you can grow your faith alongside. Now, this year's presenters include a killer lineup with Caleb Isley of Humans of Adventism and, of course, a friend of the podcast. He's been on a few episodes. Kim Cove, a licensed counselor, and Randy Ban, the creative producer at Nike World Headquarters. The keynotes will be brought by Ben Lundquist of the Rise and Lead podcast, uh, a good friend of mine and an amazing speaker. Trust me, guys, you will not want to miss out. And Absurdity will be there. So me and Becker, uh, you get, get to see us if you come out. Uh, would love to come and talk to you. We absolutely think that this is something you're going to want to come and see. Speaking of, if you enter the code Absurdity at awakennc.com, that's Absurdity, A-B-S-U-R-D-I-T-Y, at awakennc.com, you're going to get a 10% discount. We'd love to see you there. This is absolutely something that we support, and we think that Awaken is a part of the growing church movement that we want to see moving forward. Once again, if you enter code absurdity at awakennc.com, you'll get a 10% discount off the initial price. Love to see you guys there. Do you want to use visual storytelling to change lives? Do you feel called to develop filmmaking skills that expand your reach or use your existing skills to tell more meaningful stories? Walla Walla University offers a Master of Arts degree in cinema, religion, and worldview. This two-year hybrid master's program means you'll spend two weeks each year on campus in intensive courses and the remaining time learning online so you can continue to earn while you learn. When you apply now for the summer 2019 cohort, your application fee will be waived. To learn more, visit filmforhim.org slash called. That's F-I-L-M, the number four, HIM.org slash called. Tell stories, create change. Today's episode of Absurdity is sponsored by The Haystack. The Haystack is a voice for young adults in the Seventh day Adventist Church that produces articles, music reviews, videos, and more. To check them out, go to www.thehaystack.org. The Haystack Life, Culture, Theology. Everyone, welcome to Absurdity. I am so glad you're joining us. Absurdity is a podcast where we explore all things absurd in culture, religion, and society. So uh, if that resonates with you at all, then you have come to the right place. And I am joined in the room today uh, by none other than Tony Anobly. So Tony, welcome to Chattanooga. What's up, yos? We are we have turned my apartment living area into a makeshift podcast studio. Uh, and yeah, Tony's down for a few days, taking taking some time off school. I do the the tete a tete because you came up to Michigan, so now I had to return the favor. Yeah, so now it's now I owe you. Is that you how this works? Yeah. Well, it's technically, like, like I owe you, I owe you like two more episodes because the Michigan recordings are still like oh yeah, that's right. we did four in one <laughs> in did, one go. Yes, so the Michigan recordings, I love referring to them as that. Too, Those were so. great. Um, so yeah, Tony, I'm glad that you're in town. I always feel like our episodes are a higher quality when you and I are in the same room. Well, it's like um, we so. don't. We don't have that weird thing where we can't actually see each other. Yeah, we always it's on talk over each other because of Google Hangouts. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so um, anyway, we also have a guest today. Uh, if you heard that laughter, that is um, a very good friend of mine. He's become actually one of my uh, really, really close friends in the last eight months since I moved back to Chattanooga 
Um, and so, and he's worked with Tony as well throughout the years. And so all three of us are very well acquainted with each other, but, um, Kevin Christensen is here with us. So Kevin, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Uh, Thank you so much for having me on. It's been exciting listening to you guys talk about all the different things happening in, in our church, in Kanye West's church. Uh, (laughs) I mean, pretty much just everything. It's been really cool. Like hearing you guys talk about things and having other guests on and there's a hearing on money to determine whether or not it is actually a church uh, for Kanye versus us. So um, maybe please don't it's, refer it's, to it. Please don't refer to it. As, <laughs> no, I, I, uh, that's okay. That's totally you guys edit wanna, everything out. We don't, right? we don't want to reopen old wounds. We don't want to reopen old wounds. So for real though, I, I, I recently uh, subscribed to the New York Times. And I, say, I recently subscribed to Absurdity. I just and realized so, if there's something I say that I mess up on and I don't want it to, to go through, I'll just go, so Kanye's West, Kanye West's church yeah, like Tony just, said, <laughs> and then you're gonna have to edit it out, and then I can yes. be like, "Oh, good, yeah. Yeah. take two. Well, so you subscribed to the New York. No, I, subscri- I subscribed to it recently, and um, I didn't realize this, but like the next day, all of a sudden, that's when the reports came out about the Trump administration, and like everyone got subpoenaed. So it's like I'm getting notifications, like ding, 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 ding. and I and I'm, it's just going crazy. I'm like, boy, did I pick the right time <laughs> to subscribe? <laughs> to subscribe. I'm to getting, I'm getting my money's worth. Like out of this. literally. <laughs> I no, timed that awesome. out perfectly. Um, this is I'm. This is going to be really cool because what I love, Kevin, about the fact that you listen to Absurdity is a you are a close friend to me. You're a friend to both of us, uh, and like one of the things that I always struggle with. I have a lot of friends that podcast now, and it's really hard for me to listen to them because like. I don't know. I just have this weird mental block listening to people I know do things. Because it was like you had ADHD or something and didn't know about it and you struggled with listening. Yeah. 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 Um, Like (laughs) even when, even when friends make like our musicians and they release songs, like I have a hard time for some reason listening to people I know I'm supportive of them. I just have a really hard time. And it's really cool that you like, you told me the other day, like you look forward to listening. I do. Podcast. I do look for, I will be honest there. There are actually like certain chores that I will set aside because I really like to I, I really like to multitask, and so I've started getting into podcasts partly because we've just started talking about podcast stuff. And I will like I'll be like, oh, I'm not gonna like unpack from this trip until I've got something good to listen to. And sometimes I'm like, is it is it absurdity? Is it out yet? Okay, now I can like unpack and like listen to absurdity and like do other things and stuff because it's 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 cool. It's exciting. Like putting tasks on hold. I feel like that's the millennial curse. <laughs> Is we yeah, will not do is. normal things until we have something to listen to. Right. Like yeah. I need to wait well, for my audible, you know, thing to clear so I can listen to the new book. It's funny, Ross Knight reached out to me a couple weeks ago. He was like, Yeah, so today I spent like six hours doing like yard work or something. He was like he was doing something. And he's like, and I put on the latest episode of Absurdity, I just went to work, and then it like when it ended, it just auto played the end of the previous episode that I hadn't like he finished like eight absurdity episodes <laughs> because he kept stopping them early and it would just autoplay the next ending of the episode. <laughs> that would be time like a weird chores. montage. Yeah, it would be very strange. Uh, you can find us on iTunes. 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 Thanks for I listening. I completely disagree with Tony. Very you can find us on iTunes. <laughs> no, so um, just before we jump in to what we're talking about today, a couple things. If you want to support us financially on Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash absurdity podcast. It's like Kickstarter, uh, but monthly, and it's a way that you can support independent creators. So uh, if you're worried about payday, don't worry. It doesn't charge till the first of the month, so you can sign up anytime that you want. Uh, every 
Uh, every episode is ad free on Patreon.com uh, on, on, for our patrons, and then anyone who donates five dollars or more per month gets an extra bonus episode per month. So um, maybe it's a bonus interview, bonus monologue from me, whatever it is. But um, hey, we uh, we appreciate any support, even if it's just listening and you can't throw us a dollar. I'm not upset. It's just an option for those who want to support us and, and help us do what we do uh, financially. So um, that's just that. And now that that is out of the way, that 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 I that, am, that 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 that. Um, let's let's get down to brass tacks. So, um, Kevin, I want to I, I want to start here. I want you to kind of walk us through. The early October of last year ish, <laughs> um, when you were listening to an episode of Burn the Haystack that I was on, yes, um, kind of walk us through um, that that time. So uh, one of the things I do is I I, uh, I do a, I do a bunch of different things. Every day is like completely different for me. I mean, honestly, uh, yesterday I was working on a reality show. Uh, last week I was in New York City doing stuff with uh, the New York International Auto Show, um, and and so I travel a lot. And, right, and, and I'm going to pause you there. We're not burying the lead. We will come back to all of that <laughs> soon. We're not burying that lead. I promise. And so so one of the trips that I was taking, I was I was going to Nashville, and we had just been talking earlier about like all the different stuff that was going on in the church. There was a whole bunch of stuff I didn't even realize was happening until you started telling me about it, and I was like, "Yo, tell me more. Like this is really interesting." And so you said, yeah, there's this episode for the haystack. Go check it out. Um, that that summarizes a lot of stuff that that we've been talking about. So I had that drive. I put it on. I was listening to it. And I was like, oh, my goodness, this is this is really good. Like, wow. And it's so concise and the way that you delivered it and talked about it. And it was interesting because it was discussion, like all this kind of cool stuff. And I was like, man, people need to know. But. I feel like not everybody always has either either you know an hour or even thirty minutes. Sometimes yeah. it took us in that episode. It took us thirty yeah. minutes to get to the point where we were talking about church politics and stuff. Because I was thinking about it, and I was like, "Man, there's some people that I really want to send this to because I feel like they need to know about this stuff that's happening." But like trying to give them a time code of like, "Hey, you got to go." Like, just trust me. Like, it's been fifteen minutes. Like, just trust me. It's been twenty five. Like, you're almost there. So you know, how can we take this stuff that you're talking about and condense it down into like five minutes or less or 10 minutes or something that people that are on the go can catch up with. And I think I actually, I think I like paused the episode or something yes. and I called you that night. And I, <laughs> That's the other fun thing about this is like, if there's something that comes up in it, I will sometimes just pause an episode and just call and be like, Hey, okay. So you just talked about this as yeah. though, like we've just been in the middle of conversation <laughs> and I'm yeah. sure that you're probably like at work or something. You're like, oh, uh, yeah. what, what are we talking about? Other friends have told me they feel like they're in the, they, they catch themselves yelling at the radio, like at the, at the speakers because they're like, they, they, they think they're in our conversation. <laughs> right. Yeah. But and we, you we, call me. And I, I legit yourself. call yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> What's funny is like, we even caught ourselves pretty early on because we would say things like. Oh man, this thing totally just, you know, happened. And then we would have to in later episodes say, so when this posts, most <laughs> likely, like, because yeah. we wouldn't know, like, we, we sometimes record in, in advance. And it was like, that might have happened the week we were recording, but we might be posting that a month later yeah. when it is, it's not right, yeah. right then. So yeah, like, it, it totally, it, it happens to, on the other side of the mic too, where you get that, like, <laughs> call up, dude. Yes, exactly. So I did. So I called up and was like, dude, 
Perfect. We've, we've got to we've got to like take what you've got here and and condense it down and I think get it out to more people because you know not everybody uses yeah. the same medium of communication. Some people are only going to listen to things, some people are only going to watch things, some people are only going to read things, but I think that you've got something here that's really important that we shouldn't just keep it to, in long format. Yeah, in long format or to just to one group. And you know, a lot of people have interest in it, but not a lot of time. So how do we condense that? And we started talking about it. And I think at the time you were like, okay, I'm, I'm I, yeah, I was I was supportive of it, but I was like, I just moved back here. I'd been back here for <laughs> less than a month. I was lay past I started to lay pastor a church and do first impressions at, at like so managing all the welcoming staff, the guest experience at at the church. Um, I was working full time and traveling. Um, I was hosting three podcasts at the time. I still am, but like I was, I had some work coming up with them, and like so I was, and I was so you had a lot to, of like, free time. Yeah, yeah, I was, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I had all the time. So I was like, I don't really know that I can do it. And I remember one night going, like this was it. It stuck with me this this idea, and I went, yeah. So I, I was like, this needs to happen, but I don't have the time. And then I just had this kind of like come to Jesus moment, I guess, for lack of a better phrase there. And I was just like, <laughs> I know I can do it. I know I have the ability to do it. If I don't, it won't happen. And like I'm doing people a disservice by not following through on what I'm clearly feeling called and compelled to follow through on. And that's when I called you and said, I'm going to we're going to do it. Yeah. And I was I was super excited because it, it was just like it had stuck with me. And I was like, man. I feel like we need to do this. I feel like we need to do this. And like, I'll get ideas for things all the time, but they don't always stick like this one did. And, and I remember we were at some, cause, cause we'd both been traveling a bunch yeah. and finally we were at the same place at the same time, like at someone's potluck or something for lunch and like after church yes and and we were talking about it and i was like okay so like what if we did it this way and you're like oh yeah yeah that'd be good like what if we tried this and then we started like talking about names and that kind of stuff and we kind of looked at uh the skim for for reference we looked at the hustle for reference if you're not familiar with these are with with what these are they are news aggregators um tailored toward a specific audience like the hustle is tailored more towards entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. um, tech that kind of stuff the skim was started by a couple women who used to work for i believe it was cnn and then they went off started their own company because they were like there's just too much news out there for people to follow so let's skim it down and then give people a quick rundown of everything every day Mm -hmm. now i don't think that there's so much news happening in the Adventist church that we need to cover it every day but there is enough that at least like every week we should be in touch with the things that are going on. So we kind of looked at that for reference and said, what if we take all of this stuff from, you know, various Adventist news sources and condense it down into something that people can read in five minutes or less? Because we're seeing it work in these other markets. So why would it, I mean, why would it not work in this yeah, market? In a, in a and what's crazy about us like getting on this so quickly is, you and I hadn't talked in like four years, not for la- <laughs> yeah. not because we hated each other. We just, <laughs> just our paths d- went different ways. I moved out of state, um, and we graduated. Like we had different friend circles. It's just how it worked. We connected. Really, at I a, didn't talk at all. Yeah, we connected at that. a Bible study on yeah. a Tuesday night, <laughs> and then like that same night, basically, or maybe it was the next week night. I don't. Next week that we did it, one of the first couple Bible studies that we were going that I had joined him in. Um, we like ended up talking till late, and that's when this was born. Like. It was that was that was when you first told me about all this stuff that yeah, was happening exactly. in the church, yeah. and I was like, 
okay, like I knew about like women's ordination stuff and the vote and all those kinds of things. But then I was like, wait, compliance committees and that stuff's happening. And like, whoa, this is like way bigger than what I knew about. And that's what piqued my interest, which then drove me to listening to the episode, which then like yeah. spawned the idea of like, okay, so we what haven't we even have? like been hanging out. Like, yeah. <laughs> this, this was the first, this was the thing that bonded us basically, which was, which was super cool. And I mean, it was, it was, it was so exciting to find like someone else who cares about this kind of stuff and and is creative and like wants to wants to find innovative ways to um to connect more people with important things and that, and that was really exciting and it was exciting to find someone else who's like a hustler on that kind of stuff too that's like hey let's not just talk about it like let's actually do it because yeah. i meet tons of people that all have great ideas or at least have ideas and like not a lot of those people always follow you Tony you're laughing over there <laughs> it's honesty time a lot of people have great have well they have ideas uh, let's let's be asterisk real. ideas um so but I, the, but I just have this picture of the the doctor from uh uh it's not the was it uh, uh despicable me just like Dr. Nefaro just coming out Oh, you have a genius idea, Kevin. <laughs> I was worried that you hadn't talked for five minutes because, like this, this part just isn't your story, right? So you're just sitting there quietly, and then you finally have your moment to shine, and you missed the reference. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Like, oh no, uh, no. Uh, but what like, was that? what was I, that movie? The thing with that. Yeah. <laughs> I just okay, Johnny, it, you just edited like, it out. Edit it out. Just keep going. Just if, forget. If you just want to hop in with like a uh huh. Uh, oh yeah. 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 Oh, oh, that happened. Oh, yeah. oh cool. Mm. Turn this into an ASMR episode. Yes. No, not again. Uh, uh, um, we were doing ASMR jokes before we recorded. This so place. I love it. Um, These people. Tony and I are both so ADHD, and uh, and Kevin's got a coffee, and it's <laughs> nine o'clock at night. So that's this why is I have going, the coffee so that I can stay awake for this. <laughs> this is going I've been, well. I've been. Yeah, I, I just drove up from Atlanta yeah. right before this. So. so, all right. So we're we're developing the story. And or we're developing this project and thinking about it, but like we had to figure out a name first. So we were at a concert. Yes, we were at a Fred's EP <laughs> concert. We couldn't even sit together because of the way that it was in a basement. It was yeah, it was in somebody's basement, and it's so incredibly packed with people that like you couldn't you couldn't move. You could I, there was so many fire codes that like if a fire had broken out, it would have been like yes. cool. I lived a good I lived a good life, and uh, uh huh. Yeah, there we go. Oh, Thank perfect, you. Tony. Thank you, Tony. Right Good timing. Yeah, that was great. Opportune timing. And I love that like, they used the main house as the green room for the main band while the opener was performing. And the main band kept using the bathroom. <laughs> and every time they flushed the toilet, all the piping went, that was in the basement. Like, it sounded like flooding water was going to come and fill the basement up at any second. Which was great because like, like when they were performing, sometimes they'd have quiet songs too where they were like, this one was written about um, an ex-girlfriend that... <laughs> really loved me you know what all right beauty flows dun, 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 dun. Yeah. yeah exactly so it was it was fantastic uh it was like a great place to be but like as as exciting as the concert was and this guy's album being launched and all this kind of stuff which was which was cool because he had just been featured on a snapchat story like one of their main stories like the week before or something yeah. Of like local artists or whatever around the around the country, we were still super in like whatever mode this was of this thing that we were creating, yeah. but we didn't have a name for it yet. And so we're we're i messaging each other like across the room. We would we would like message each other and then just kind of dip our head like out to like look at the other one and be like, "Did you get my message?" Yeah, yeah. Which which is dumb because like we can see the bubbles coming up yeah, already. Exactly, like yeah. I know that you saw it and you're responding because we're going back and forth and we were going back on and forth on names and I think 
I tossed a name out there yes. and immediately realized it was stupid. Yep. And I was like, nope, scratch that. And then I went, wait, <laughs> scratch. What about the scratch? And, and I was then- like, we locked eyes across the room in the middle of a concert. And that's when we knew. And we knew. That's when we knew this is the name. This, this is, is the, the name, name right here. My breath away. Bam. What I love, too, is that it actually at the beginning, the scratch was not at all. It's a news aggregator for Adventism, right? Like, that's what this idea is. The scratch has nothing, like, as a name, has no connection to that yet, right? Like, there's no. I mean, the concept was like, you know, it, it was, I mean, there's certain things now that I think it makes sense for, you know, we're starting from scratch. We're scratching the surface of most yeah. of the main topics that you need to know. But that meaning was found. It yeah, wasn't, it was found. It, that wasn't it, yeah. where, yeah. Well, what's, I mean, what's funny to me is the scratch is a term for, um, it's a, it's a betting term. So you kind of have the idea of like going and getting like a snapshot of what's going on just so, Hey, can I, what's the scratch, you know, what's yeah. going on? What can I kind of, well, yeah. give, give me this basic information so that so I can know where to put source. my bet. Hey, hey, Shannon, what's the scratch? Exactly. I first heard it. It yeah. just like it, it clicked with me because of that. And I'm like, yeah, it, it kind of goes with it without being uber direct. And yeah. like, well, what's funny is we, the first URL we bought was the scratch feed. And then I went, wait a minute. <laughs> And I Googled it because I was like, I'm pretty sure this is chicken feed. And I was right. The scratch feed is because we were like feed, like a like a news feed. This is and the scratch feed. And I was like, no, we need the scratch news too. So he's and keep in mind, we're still in the concert. Yeah, like he's, all of this he's is, buying this domain yeah. on his phone on the other side of the room, straight under the pipes. And I'm buying the scratchnews.com on my phone, probably on the other side of the pipes or wherever yes. they were going. It was great. Meanwhile, we met each other on December (laughs) Eve. (laughs) So we we spend the next, I'm going to fast forward a bit for the sake of time, but we basically from from that moment um, in October to now, we've spent the last six, seven months just straight workshopping this, developing it. Um, We started recruiting people. You had connections with friends that in kind of tech industry and, and just people you knew um, I had connections with Adventist writers because one of the things with with this kind of commitment was like, hey, we don't know if we can pay anyone. So we need like the way that we want to do this. I don't want to take up too many people's time to do this. So I wanted to find people who liked writing who also already engaged with articles because what we want to do with the scratch is we want to take the important articles from the week. We want to summarize those and then link back to them so um, so that you can like, you know, dig deeper as you want. We like you said, scratch the yeah, surface. Scratch so the surface finding it. writers, finding developers, finding designers, finding all these people to kind of come together. And then Kevin and I both have this, like, I guess the the paths that our lives have taken have, have equipped us with enough skills, like our websites through Squarespace, and both of us have a ton of experience. I didn't have any experience with Squarespace up until about a year and a half ago. So, like, it just all comes together perfectly that when you start building a website in Squarespace, when you suggest that, I'm like, yeah, we can collaboratively do that because I also understand yeah. Squarespace. Like well, it was- and, and like, and, and Squarespace, it's funny because the way that I started with Squarespace was I was, I was getting into acting and I was like, oh, I think a good way for me to like put my stuff together is to have a good website that has like my headshots on it. It's got my demo reel, like my experience of things that I've worked on, all those kinds of things. And I, and I built this website thinking like, oh, this is going to get me work. And then one of my first jobs was then working on websites for a movie producer whose film like won some Oscars. So I was like, well, it still got me into the industry, but not like in the way that I was thinking at all. But then because of that, like it ended up equipping me with other stuff. And, you know, like all 
I'll if, pass the, if we had if we had crossed paths on this any sooner, it wouldn't have happened. I don't think. No, I, I don't no, think so. Like I don't think we would have clicked as well. The I don't timing think. was just like perfect. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, seven months developing this, putting it together. We spent eight weeks test running our. We we kind of came up with a a model or a format for our our summaries. Well, because because um, what's exciting about this is like. Like we didn't just get excited about an idea and say, "Oh, let's just let's just launch it and yeah. put it out there and see what happens." It was like, "Let's think this through." Like, is this a sustainable model? Yeah. Is this, I mean, like the different projects that I've worked on um, that I really like to own and get into. Like, I if I'm gonna have my name on something or be attached to it or associated with it, like I really want it to be a quality product, whatever mm-hmm. that is. So with this being something that like thanks for coming on absurdity, Kevin. Yeah. So uh, that's cool. an, that's an affirmation. <laughs> <laughs> so you know that I already yeah we've already we've already discussed. Yes. I wait to do chores until yes. the absurdity until the absurdity podcast drops. But uh, yeah, so you know it was it, it's like okay we want to have something that's thought through and is going to be sustainable if we do this. So let's let's do it as though we were live to everyone and see if it works. Because a lot of things, I think, start off like I'll see ministries that do this and they'll be like really excited about something, but they haven't done much of any testing on it because they're just like on this high of excitement or the spiritual high or whatever it is because they felt inspired to do something. And so maybe they even dump a bunch of money into it right then and there. And they're like, yeah, this is what's going to happen. And I'm like, but did you think three steps ahead? Yeah, that's I mean, that's the basic Silicon Valley model. Like I just watched the the three documentaries, uh, the two ones on Fire Festival and the one on Theranos that uh, HBO did. And uh, that's the that's how they do it is literally they just have a concept. And then essentially they sell people on this concept without ever actually having. So like with Fire Festival, they just kind of sold people on this, you know, fancy uber rich getaway and then found out oh no it costs way too much money to to actually do yeah and they never you know what i mean like they they never actually got it in and then the same thing with theranos was it was it's, that it's, same his idea. name is thanos Tony, <laughs> his name is thanos with the blood testing no, I mean, yeah, technology <laughs> and then we snap and suddenly yes. Tony is it thanos starts, or is it thanos yeah. i've heard it's thanos, thanos. It's thanos. Which because now I've heard both. Which, which heard uh, language of too. dubbing were you watching it in? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. on Japanese. Which, on which you guys not site were you? always. Wa- uh, Señor Tenos ha llegado aquí. <laughs> I, w- I watch too many anime. I have to yes. see it with the English subtitles the, now. So um, yeah, no. yeah, like it's it's a real thing. Like it's not even just yeah. relegated to the spiritual world. Like it's something that exists even yeah. in the real world. Well, and that's, I mean, when you look at, yeah, I mean, when you look at like businesses and how they start and all this kind of stuff, like you have to think, you know, three steps down the road, you have to think further down. And, um, one of the first things that I did out of, out of college was I was doing some production consulting for, uh, a TV show that was, it was starting up and they were wanting to do this like health talk show. And they were like, oh yeah, and it'd be great if we had like phone lines, you know, that people could call into. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. But like, who's going to run those those phone lines and like, how are you scheduling that? Yeah. And I mean, is this a 24 hour line? And you know, you have to like think like 10 steps ahead. It's, yeah. it's the same thing as, um, not that I know like anything about karate, but like the one thing that I remember from someone who came in and did a demonstration during my young homeschool days. Anyway. Um, I explained so much. <laughs> I explained so much. Well, it's like when you go, when you go to, when you go to hit something, you don't hit what you see in front of you. You punch through beyond yeah. what you can actually see. So thinking three steps ahead yeah. and you know, is, so what we did was we were like, is this sustainable? Let's run this for eight weeks and see how it goes. And the, the super cool thing about this was like, we hit the mark 
every single week. Yep. We had good stuff. We had like I was and looking our at our writers it, was, were excited about it. They did a fantastic work. Like we didn't know we didn't know what our writers could do yeah. in this format. This is a brand new format that we've made. And actually, we asked them to. We only asked them to do a little bit, and they all came back with like a lot. And we were like, yes. "All right, so week one." <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> week one, um, I was in Vegas. Yes, I was working in Vegas. <laughs> and you were like, "Ah, oh, this is too much." And that's when we realized, like, so this is the other thing that's made this work. A, we both travel a lot, so the fact that we are good with a texting relationship and on the phone. But the other thing that's been really good is we've been very, very straightforward about when we disagree, when we don't like something, and no one gets offended. I mean, I cry myself to sleep at night, but I, like, no one gets offended. <laughs> And I listen to old episodes it's for, it's for different reasons. of absurdity <laughs> and, I, and then cry myself exactly. to sleep. But yeah, yeah the, the first episodes, <laughs> um, the Michigan. No, I'm, no only yeah. the one when you forget to connect your real mic. But yeah. Oh, yeah. So last week, <laughs> um, the the it's but no, we we work really well together and we're very straightforward. So we realized that, that on week one, we were like, we both had a different idea of what our format actually was. Yeah. And then we had to we had to quickly, very quickly, because yeah, we we're in the middle rearrange. of our, our, our system. Um, we had to quickly rearrange and come to a compromise on everything, and we did within an hour. Yeah, um, everything was perfect within an hour. And and can we, you guys go teach Congress some of this because <laughs> we could use yeah. that kind of compromise. It's That's the great. opposite of progress, Congress. Uh-huh. 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 All right, well, Kevin's off the podcast. So, All right. Tony, uh, your part, my new partner on the scratch, uh, and <laughs> no, so um, we yeah we workshopped it for eight weeks. It worked out perfectly. Um, we realized like, yes, this is sustainable. Kevin, you built the website from the, from scratch. Uh-huh. Um, beautiful. <laughs> we got designers to make the logo. Hey, we got, we got some really the name cool, of the show. we got some really cool people on board too. Um, cause we've got, we've got some really, so like we've got, well, people all over the country. I mean, and out East, of the country. Yeah. And out of the country too. We got someone from Austria. Um, we have every, I mean, we've got Gen Z, Gen X, millennial and, uh, and baby boomer. In no yeah. particular order, um, like all on board there. Yeah, we've got we've got all the main generations on board. Yeah, and and it was it was just super well. And and I think one of the most important things you were starting to talk about this earlier is is having everyone be excited about what we're doing and like really buy into the concept and be on board because when any startup gets going and they're going out and they're like raising funds or they're they're talking to investors or whatever else to get going one of the biggest questions from the investors is like they're kind of seeing how much do you actually believe in this in this product or this company or whatever else that you're getting going like are you just trying to make a quick buck or do you really believe in the thing that you're working yeah. on and for us being all volunteer based and actually you and I personally pitching in financially on this yeah it it had to be people that believed in it yeah and and um, worth noting, and this is really important, because we were doing news, we couldn't, we didn't want this to be a ministry of the church. We didn't want this to be a ministry of a conference or a union or division or the GC. We needed this to be independent. Mm-hmm. So we're not nonprofit. The Scratch is not nonprofit. It is a for-profit entity. We plan to pay the writers as soon as we have the money to pay yeah. said writers. <laughs> but we brought them on. We told them like, hey, look, we don't have it. Like we're doing this out of our own pockets. I'm paying student loans off. Like we don't have the money to pay anyone, but if you believe in what we're doing, like I'm, and I'm not a full-time employee of anything. anything. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're, <laughs> yes, you're a freelancer for, I'm a freelancer yeah. for everything. So yeah. you guys, would you say that you didn't have the scratch? I hate you. To start? So yes, correct. Oh, we no. didn't have the scratch at the beginning. So, and we technically still don't at the time of this recording. It feels um, like hooey. But feel our, that because story begs t- credulity. <laughs> so, and I'll come back to that point in a minute, but yeah, so we, so we developed the scratch into this and, and this is, this is what the scratch is. The scratch is, um, first of all, it's a weekly rundown. A weekly brief is what we call it. 
um, of the main like macro level top uh, news topics that happened in Adventism over the last week or two. Um, that is designed to be not some random church baptized someone. It's meant to be big things that you that you may be impacted by or you may be interested in as an individual Adventist. This is meant to help you engage with the denomination if you're a Seventh-day Adventist. Um, it's meant to help you stay up to date with what's going on and be informed. It's also meant to help you sift through stuff and decide like, oh, this interests me. I want to read more about it. And with us linking back to those articles... Uh, that we that we summarize, it helps you know exactly where to go and what to do. And the other piece that's really important is separating facts from opinions on this. Um, you know, there's always some con- there's always a degree of concern with whichever news source you're looking at. What is the bias? By nature, every individual is going to have a certain bias to them. Yeah. And so that's part of why we wanted to have a diverse team of writers on board on this, and that's why we pull from so many different sources. That I mean, we know that they stand on very opposite sides mm-hmm. of of church politics, um, but we want to try and cover the facts of this is what happened, and then if it is something that's controversial and people are talking about it, then we have a little section like below that that's like word on the street is, and then we share here's what people are saying because yeah. I think what people are saying is just as important as the facts, but it's also important to not confuse them with the facts. Yeah, exactly. Um, and and there is we've gone to great lengths, especially with the system of editing that we have on our, our summaries between the fact that it goes through three different people before it goes live. Um, it's uh, we try very hard to remove our own personal biases. One example of this is the other thing. One of the other the, the second main thing that we're going to be providing or doing through the scratch is um, in-depth histories. And what we want to do is take the long term chronicles or, or conflicts and, and stories and Adventism and summarize them for you in a way that you can catch up to speed. And we're launching with um, one on women's ordination. Uh, it is no mystery to anyone who listens to this podcast, I'm very for women's ordination. And I realized, like, that I cannot have that in these histories as we're writing these. And so as the writers put them together, as we're editing them, I realized, like, I, I made it a point to say, I know what I want, but this is about informing people, not mm-hmm. persuading people. Um, the only thing I want to persuade people with on the scratch is to be engaged in their denomination. Right. Um, I'll leave personal platforms for persuading on other things, but with the scratch, it's just about here's here's what happened. Well, because because so many people don't even know what's going on. Exactly. Like, like we found that there is essentially three three different groups of people. One group knows everything that's actually happening, only because they work in the system, or I yeah. guess they have just lots of free time to They're dive just invested into, in the system. Yeah, yeah, they they don't own Netflix, so all they do is <laughs> just like watch the two hour live streams of anything that happens, yes. and yeah. So it was like, okay, they know, but it's a lot of work to find out. I mean, to keep yeah. up with it. The second group has maybe like read a headline and they know a little something, but not a lot. And now they're just starting conversation that's uninformed. And that's that's dangerous. Yeah. And then the third group doesn't know anything. But as soon as they find out, then they're like, oh, like I wish I had known earlier and I'm glad I do. Yep. And I, and I kind of want to know more. So we haven't really run into anybody that like we start talking about things and then they're like, oh, I don't want to know more about that. And they're yeah, exactly. like, wait, wait, what? Hold yep. on. So, so yeah, we're launching with uh, Women's Ordination from 1984 all the way up to 2018 with uh, with the most recent annual council and compliance committees. Um, and it's all um, it's all as objective as we could possibly be with linking back to different articles that people have written, um, kind of helping you give you give you our sources as well as uh, just giving you the rundown. I mean, it's 11. The, the, the history on Women's Ordination is 11. Um, 11 pages of our format, which means it's not actually a full page of, of words that you're going to read, but it's a, and they're broken down by section. So yeah. if you, if you just want to read that one section of if you like want to know, what, Hey, what happened in 2010? You yeah. Can click that. 
Um, so, and it's, I'm pretty sure it's the most concise thing on Windsor Nation that exists. Yeah. Um, we, and now you, there are some that are in the super no and go, well, Windsor, you know, the topic on women in ministry goes way beyond that or way before that women in ministry has been in, in a topic of conversation in Adventism as long as Adventism has existed because of Ellen White. But we decided but our, go- our goal was, here is not to be like, yeah, it's uh, not a full history. It's right. an in-depth history. Right. Um, and it's covering pastoral context, not just ministry in general. So um, we're launching with that. Um, the other thing that we're doing is the Creatives Corner, where we're going to be featuring uh, creatives who are, whether it's YouTubers, bloggers, podcasters, authors, I mean, you name it, um, that are faith-driven in what they're doing or um, are participating in the conversation of Adventism. Basically, we want to feature them. We want to support them. Um, and so we'll be doing that uh, as well, the Creatives Corner. And then we'll also be doing um, a glossary. So we have a we're gonna we have a we've developed a working glossary of terms in Adventism, which I don't think exists. <laughs> um, so if you have never heard the word GC XCOM or GC ADCOM or what is the difference between General Conference in session and General Conference the Office, right? Not the Office the show, but like the Office <laughs> of the General Conference, uh, the British yeah. version. Yeah. Or oh, I would. I, or? I was gonna say I would yeah. buy. And watch Adventist the Office. A, yeah, I was gonna say a satirized version <laughs> um, of the GC. Yes, absolutely. And they would so, all have the same names: yep. Jim, Pam, yes, Michael. All of them work. <laughs> Dwight. Uh, yeah, it's perfect. Uh, and there'd be Hawk a Ryan in it. So, yeah, we so we have a running glossary that will grow as our coverage grows and as the need for new terms arises. And we poke fun at things too. Like so, the format is like the we have subheadings for. If you if you broke down every news f- story so, into uh, so there's two there's essentially two sections there's there's your need to know and that's that's the main topic of that's the main like story that we're covering and that's going to be a, a few paragraphs covering one story and then below that is going to be the ought to know which is like these are some other stories that you should probably be aware of and each one of those is in just one paragraph so it's it's very easy to like mm-hmm. follow yep. But then, yeah, each heading has a little personality to it, so it's kind of funny. Um, and we might have little like links to funny videos that connect with that or yeah. whatever. But then everything that's that's in the body of it of each paragraph is very serious stuff. Yep. Um, though we do make in one of our test run articles, we made a joke about the hunt for Red October, um, and we said the hunt for Red something. We we. But I think um, you still hyperlinked it and to I like still, and the we, DVD and on Amazon. Yes, we we hyperlinked a red, a hunt for Red October pun to the actual Amazon listing of the book, The Hunt for Red October, um, in the body of a of a. Um, well, of, and of one and, of in, our and in this sections. last one, we were we were covering a story in um where where was it was a Fiji. Yeah, it was the Fiji. one. Yeah, where they they didn't their their school they couldn't hire Adventist uh, facilitators and like administration and teachers because the school was all paid for by the government, and so they were getting all this free money, but then obviously they didn't have any control. And I think our our heading was something like, "Wait, free money comes with strings? What?" And if you clicked on "What," it would take you to the kazoo kid who was like, "Wow, the land of make believe!" Mm, like, yes, it's great. So, <laughs> so we we have fun with it and. We try to make sure that the jokes don't actually. Tony, you, you're welcome yeah. to like laugh on the yes. mic, so it's yeah, not just okay. us laughing he's, at ourselves. He's sitting here. back while we're talking about this. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just the whole time, like every eight yeah. seconds, just imagine me smirking and <laughs> chuckling to myself. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, like for that's, real. That's, so we, so we've developed this life uh, as well as in this interview. Yeah. And if you're listening to this, it means that um, we our Kickstarter has already launched. 
Uh, we launched a Kickstarter Friday, May 10. So as the as of the release date of this podcast three days ago, um, it is live, provided that nothing goes wrong, because we're technically recording this before <laughs> the true, Kickstarter yeah. <laughs> goes live, um, and I'm not going to edit. So uh, May, yeah, so it launched Friday, May 10. It's running for uh, 60 days, and we have a goal of $12,000. The hope and the, the dream of this is basically, we believe with our Model 2, with selling advertisements and, and things like that, we believe that we will eventually be able to fund this one way or the other. What the Kickstarter helps us do is fund it immediately and get our first year of operations covered. It helps us recoup um, fees that Kevin and I have paid. It helps it's us things, pay our it's things like web hosting. Yep. It's, I mean, you know, we have to pay for that stuff. We have to pay for the website. Um, the we, email blast software, the mm-hmm. video software that we've used to kind of work on. And we've, on, we've hired some, some editors already to, yep. to produce some of the videos that are on there. Um, and and just general expenses for things to you know yeah um, we'll pay running. taxes at the end of the year like yep. it's it's all of it <laughs> so there's we are um, we're in need of assistance but we believe in this enough that we're going to do it regardless of whether the Kickstarter is successful yeah uh, and 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 that twelve thousand isn't like the max that's like a minimum to get us going we would love to do a whole lot more yeah but we are taking this one step at a time because we feel like we should, you know, do it right or don't do it at all. Exactly. And we're not, we're not jumping into this saying, Hey, we're going to try and tackle blogs and videos and music. And like, we are focused on Adventist news that affects the entire, the entire Adventist world that we feel people should be aware of on a weekly basis. And we want to master that. We want to make it professional. We want a high quality level of deliverables here. And we want something that's consistent. So we have that pipeline that's built. It's established. It starts on Monday picking stories. It goes throughout the week for people researching. It comes down to editing on Thursday. And we have a pipeline of distribution on Friday so that you you can subscribe to the email and get it early on Friday night. Or you can pop on the website Sabbath morning before church and and see everything that you need to know. Yep. So um, the downside to as we as we kind of wind down on this, um, the downside to us recording this before the Kickstarter is live is that Kickstarter has not actually generated our URL yet. So uh, the URL to the Kickstarter will be down in the in the side notes. So if you want to go see what the Kickstarter is. Uh, the show notes of this podcast, just go to the show details and you'll be able to go to it. And we will have a link to it if you go to www.thescratchnews.com. Yep, thescratchnews.com. Also not, a link down in the show notes. Not the scratch feed. No, not the scratch feed. you don't want. Um, that is not linked yet, but we do own it. We do own it, yeah. Unless, we do, we do unless own you it. own chickens, I'm then I'm going to resell it to a farm uh, <laughs> you and make money because we really? bought it through GoDaddy. And then we actually fund it for the first 10 yeah, years. Yeah, exactly. Because some, some farm wants it. Yes, so the, um, but yeah, we have 60 days to raise the money. Um, they, because the chicken, service is what it is. If, like, any, if any of our listeners no, know any chicken farmers. <laughs> <laughs> there's no we real domain. It's hard to give like physical perks for something that is just a service. So um, the, the perks come down to a early access. When the Kickstarter is done, we still have about a month. We'll have already launched early access and beta during the Kickstarter, but um, we need we need more feedback. We need a larger test group than the group we 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 did our test runs with. So if you we'll want early access, yeah. it's it's going to be ten dollars a month, only for the first three months. This is to just yep. you know support us. You're in the know. You can I mean hey you get the news before everybody else does. Yeah. So um, that's that's not a bad thing. Well, but unless they is, read the original sources, right? I mean we, unless you're unless you're reading every like yes. every source of because because we scour yeah. all of them. So. Yeah. I mean, if you want to do that research yourself, sure, or $10 a month, and it goes towards a good cause. Yeah. And it's early access. Now, here's the kicker. 
kicker. <laughs> Once we're live, which we'll probably release fully live, no more fundraising, no more tests. Like everyone now gets this in August, mid-August. And um, once we're live, the core of what we do will always remain free to the end user. So if you are wondering, so how are you funding this then after the Kickstarter? How is this sustainable? Are you going to do a Kickstarter every year? Yes. No. Uh, <laughs> oh, what? Uh, no. Uh, that's going to be on the scratchfeed.com. Yes. No. So we're selling advertisements. Um, so there is ad space sponsor, basically organizations, people, anyone really can sponsor a post and um, with and and have their name or their organization and a blurb uh, with our briefs. And the best way to support us with that is by subscribing to the newsletter. It's by having it delivered to you every Friday night because that that ups our count. And then we can go to sponsors who, you know, they want to share their product or their service with Adventists. And, and they don't know how to get the word out real well to a core group of people. And we can go right there and say, look, we have a list right here that uh, and this is our number and and it's a win-win because they get to get us they get to have a prime audience to be able to share their word with and we have a great service that then we can provide to you and i'll be honest i think that's the the advertisers that and the sponsors that we allow on the scratch i think will be the thing that we are going to be biased about because we don't want any advertisers or sponsors that go against the core of what we're trying to be and who we are so you know it's not just oh someone's giving us money to advertise something that's not how that works it's um, something that is in line with who we are as an organization and a company, that's who we will, um, that's kind of how we advertise. So um, there's that. There's the Creatives Corner is a membership-based um, is a membership based uh, thing as well. And so there will be a small fee associated with that, no more than any podcaster pays for hosting, really. Um, and so that is uh, in the works as well. And so there are funding models for this, and obviously we take donations. So um, it's all wonderful. Basically. But at the end of the day, the point is to get this news out to as many people as possible, get them connected because we feel that conversation is good, but uninformed conversation yeah. is dangerous. So that's it on the scratch. Um, if you do want to support us, go to the Kickstarter, go to the scratchnews.com. Um, support us. Please help us make this a reality. Um, follow our Facebook page for updates. Yeah, follow real scratch news, facebook.com slash real scratch news. Um, it's the easiest way to do it. And you can subscribe already. You can subscribe to the email blast when we go live. You can subscribe now through the Kickstarter. So uh, without donating a dollar, you can just immediately throw yourself on the list so that when we go live in August, you'll immediately start getting those emails. Um, so, um, I, Kevin, I want to double back um, and kind of switch gears here now uh, <laughs> because you brought up the fact that you were on a reality show and you travel <laughs> a lot in New York Auto Show. Um, and one of the things that people don't know about you is what you do. Um, so kind of walk us yeah, through. Yeah, the, the last time that, that I got introduced at something, it was at Bible study, and they were going around the room, and it was like, so so-and-so, she's a nurse, and so-and-so, she's a nurse, and so-and-so, he's a nurse, and Kevin isn't a nurse, and so-and-so's a nurse. Like, that was, like, literally what happened in the room. Uh, so I was like, yep, that's probably... I, w- I was honestly waiting to be like, how are you going to... Uh, how are you going to introduce me? Because I, I do. I do a lot of different things. Um, Which is... That's such a very Southern Adventist University. Like, <laughs> nurse, 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 not a nurse. Nurse, 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 nurse. Yeah, but uh, the, long, the, the long and short of it is Kevin sells organs. He harvests yep. and yeah. sells organs. Yep. Um, for our music program at Southern Adventist no, University. No, no, <laughs> Kevin, no. Oh, not, oh, not those no. kinds of organs. No. Oh, okay, gotcha. Uh, yeah. No. Sorry. Um, yeah, you all harvest like, music instruments. Um, yeah, they grow on trees. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, Kevin, give us, give us what you do. Uh, tell us. 
Tell us what you are, not what you're not. <laughs> so I'm a mix of a number of different things. Um, I'm a producer. I own a production company. And so I will work mostly with teams in Atlanta. Sometimes I will get hired on big budget projects to help uh, with production. So uh, like TV shows. I've also, I've, I'm also an actor. Um, I have my SAG eligibility. Uh, for those of you that don't know what that is, that's the Screen Actors Guild. So um, every major... Uh, actor that you see on television or in film and even a lot of commercials um they have to it's part of the union so you have to be able to be eligible to join you have to have done so much legitimate work to be able to be eligible to join it um i won't get into all the details but basically here in the south you don't have to uh join and what a lot of people probably don't know it's because the south isn't the union right yeah no 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 no, no. (laughs) not going that direction um is uh, Atlanta, Georgia, is really the the hub of television and film production. It's it's the top one. So they they produce the most stuff. I think Los Angeles comes in second, like New York or London, third or fourth, somewhere in there. Yeah, because it, it's so cheap in yeah. comparison. It's well, so and it's a right cheaper. to work. It's, state. it's kind of what like yes. Toronto is with film right now. Like most independent film is is happening in Toronto, and it's just kind of the same thing with. Because uh, every, every it's a business, and everything yeah. goes where the tax and they're incentives going with the taxes are. Yeah. and yeah. Uh, permits are a lot easier. That kind of stuff. Like if you the next time that you watch a show or a movie or something, just watch for the end of the credits yep. and watch that little Georgia Peach yeah, logo thing. Because yep. they get a they get an extra kickback on their taxes just for putting that logo in there. So um, and just notice like how much stuff is there. I mean, so mu- almost every Marvel movie that's done now is yep. down there at Pinewood Studios. Most uh, of FF- FXX um, happens out there. Yep. Um, you've got like Cartoon Network that's based there. So Adult Swim, um, TBS is that like a whole bunch of yep. stuff is there. Almost and and Netflix shoots yep. a bunch of stuff. And Baby Driver I think was filmed there, and they actually reference like real life Atlanta coffee shop in the very beginning. Yeah. Though the coffee shop they filmed in is not. <laughs> where the actual octane comedy but the, the is, music but yeah. store i actually went there i went to the music store oh, uh, the other yeah. week like with with a buddy of mine and it was really cool like walking through and it was like oh, yeah, they other burned buddies, it okay. to the ground but yeah. they were no, there they when it was yes. there so yeah so you act you produce you write um you kind of <laughs> involved in hollywood like that's... yeah and it's and it's been really exciting um you know when i was at southern Adventist university i started a program there with a number of other creatives called studio 4109 and i was studying business at the time and and like acting and like the whole entertainment industry was always just kind of it, it sounded fun um but everything from like you know the avenue was like oh there's no way to like you know, be a good person and work in the devil's playground. And so it was like, oh, okay, all right, there's, you know, you can't, you can't find a way for these two to work together, which is, which is really crazy. Um, and so if, if there is anyone out there that's thinking of doing something outside the bubble, like I, I want to speak to you for a second and, and just say, you know, I know that the only options that may seem available are either something in the church, something in Adventist education, or something in healthcare that's also probably Adventist run. But if you feel a desire to do something and you feel a calling and there's like a burning in your heart of like, man, I just really feel like alive when I'm doing this and it doesn't align with these things that have been outlined for me, there is a path for you. And probably whatever skill you've been given with with that's that's driving that desire 
it's probably been given to you from God and there's some way that he can use you and whatever skill that is to for for his yeah. glory. And I think I think the key there is that it's it's something that it's it doesn't line up with what was outlined for you. And there's a difference between what was outlined. So if someone else was telling you these jobs are appropriate, these aren't. These careers are appropriate, these aren't. Um it's it's about what it's it's about your beliefs and um if you can if you can see yourself doing that job with integrity, not betraying who you are, not betraying what you believe and what you value is important, um, then yeah, it is absolutely a viable position, regardless of what someone else has outlined um, or has tried to outline for you. And, and, who, and who knows yeah. how you how you can be used with things like, like I mean, I'm gonna I'll be honest. Like the projects I work on are not like three ABN <laughs> appropriate or like I mean I work on I work on big budget stuff. Like I've I've worked on um, in various capacities for for MTV. Um, I worked on Scream on the production side of things. Um, I've been an extra or a stand in or I had speaking roles and other things. Um, there's a movie that I worked on with uh, 50 Cent and Gerard Butler. That was my first like SAG speaking role. Um, there was I, I did stuff on Vampire Diaries, uh, stuff for the CW, um, uh, Dynasty, um, stuff for Netflix. If you watch, uh, there's a movie called Come Sunday. If you look at the credits, you'll see me on that. Um, like it's you been collaborated re- with T Pain on stuff, not music, but like <laughs> yeah, yep. collaborated with T Pain. Yep. So I've got uh, that's actually really funny because like back in our 4109 days right yeah uh tony and i did like some some fun parodies of lonely island yeah yeah we yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh do you, are, still are you sweading YouTube. is that is they're that what still i see on. is that are you are you a little yep, nervous they there? still what? are yeah. on youtube they, <laughs> they are, are definitely still on, on youtube yeah yep. yeah uh and it was funny because one of the things that, w- that we did was like a promo for the show really quick studio 4109 was a project that that tony and i worked on in yeah. college it was a live comedy sketch show that we did. It was a lot like Saturday Night Live, MTV, that kind of stuff. And we grew it from probably like, I don't know, 200 people showing up to eventually we hit 600, which was fire code capacity. So we had to move yeah, over to the gym. Yeah, we had to move to a different, yeah. And then we had probably about a thousand people in the studio audience or something there. Well, the first the first night, um, I don't even think it was 200, man. It was maybe like 100, 150. Yeah, and, we started small. But it was so, it was so, the concept of it was so good. I remember coming up to the the creator Tom and I was just like, dude, this is like I I'm in. Like, how can I get involved? And um and like from that, it started to just immediately like by the next two shows, we were like, we need to move from the we were in the cafeteria, which is the 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 number on the door is forty one oh nine. Well, and then we actually it's not well it isn't, <laughs> but that was the that was the legend. So so it was it was started by. Uh, Tom Goddard, who was a personal mentor to me, and and honestly, I really have a lot of thanks to him because he was one of the first people who was like, hey, listen, you you have a desire for these more artistic things. Yes, you're studying business. Yes, you know, these are the these are the career paths that have been outlined for you. But like if you have an interest in that, like pursue it. It's it's okay to pursue these other things that you're that you're interested in and find a place, find a way for those worlds to to integrate and come together. And so we, I was an actor on Destiny Drama Company. Yeah, right. Yeah, with him. And then um, the idea came from from one of the associate vice president of finance, who said, "Hey, what if we did like a 
like a dinner theater kind of show. And he came to Tom and then Tom said, what if we took that and made it like a comedy? And he brought it to me and another guy. And then Tom and I collaborated on it and we're like, yeah, what if we just start this, this thing? So we went to name it and we were going to kind of like base it off of like, oh, off of sound stages where they'll be like, you know, live from Studio A and Rockefeller Plaza for, right, the, yeah. for the Today Show every morning or, you know, live, you know, some of these other studio whatever things. So we were like, oh yeah, we'll name it, you know, after the cafeteria. We both swear that like we went to the cafeteria and we're like 4109, bam, that's the name of it. We're branding it's it. It's a number on the door. Yes. And so it became. And the truth is, is it's like 3204 or something. <laughs> like it's, it's not, not even the yeah, right, right like yeah. starting number because they do it like like first floor is one, two, and third three. floor cafeteria, yeah. three, and then fourth floor is the next level up where uh it's actually a janitor's closet. Yeah, that's what I thought. Closet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Forty one oh nine is a yeah. janitor's closet yep. that uh that campus ministries turned into a prayer room. So we just joked that, you know, the show needs a lot of prayer. Well, and the funny thing about that is it, it just that own that like the level of irony that comes from that <laughs> just kind of stays with the comedy of what Studio 49 was kind of all about was just this like don't take things too seriously. And that's and that's and really like that was kind of the tone of it was like, hey, you know, don't take life too seriously. Like everything we can have fun with this. Well, and I felt like it was, you know, it fit in well with everything else that was going on with the campus because there's an ebb and flow to everything. Um, I, I was I was fortunate enough to be able to be one of the actors in the last Oshkosh production that they did. I played Ashpenaz, who had this whole musical number singing about how yeah, I'm Ashpenaz. Yeah, he did. Uh, he was the king of the eunuchs. Um, <clears throat> so, <laughs> yeah. Lovely title to have. So that's why I just stick with Ashpenaz. Had a very uh, weird, deep voice, too. So it was like, yeah, on, it was... Uh, at least be historically accurate. Yeah, you know, that it made a whole lot of sense when he's like, hello, and you're like, I thought you were king of... You know what? We're just going to go with Roll it. Roll with it. Roll so, with it. So anyway, with, with that story, it was really cool because the role that I got to play in that was... It was a more of an entertaining character, and... And there were really empower, in, like powerful, impactful moments that happened in that production in front of a live televised audience plus the 60,000 kids or whatever that were there to to really let Jesus shine. But the way that you got to those moments was you hooked your audience in with like fun songs and kind of a more entertaining piece mm-hmm. that was lighthearted. You got them entertained with it. You got them engaged with the fun side of it. And then they stuck around to like take you seriously. And then when you got serious with them, they were there for that. I, I really believe in the whole concept of, you know, I mean, this biblical, just that there's a time for everything. And there is a yeah. time to laugh. There's right. a time to cry. And I think that there's, you know, a time for us to be entertained and there's a time for us to be mm-hmm. sacred. And what I kept seeing was the opportunities that were provided were a whole lot of sacred, 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 sacred. And when you try and make every single thing sacred, it's almost disrespectful because you lose that level of sacredness. Because now it's become so common that it's... Yeah, it's not special. There's, right. There's no it's levity. Not special. There's yeah. no levity, yeah. yeah. And so we, we, we lightened the mood, I think, a little bit, where it was yeah. like, okay, we can have fun on this day, blah, blah, blah. And then... And then when it's time to be like sacred and, and serious about stuff, okay, like we got our fun time out and now we're going to have like our serious time. And then, yeah. you know... Yeah. Go back and, and forth. And that was when we would come up with, you know, to kind of bring it full circle, that was when we would get together and just throw around these ideas for these digital shorts. And I think at <laughs> one point I made one about, uh, like, Wake Me Up, like, Falling yep. Asleep All Over Campus, which was just literally me taking my freshman year <laughs> and just, like, I fell asleep there, I fell asleep in the gym, I fell asleep here. 
Um, and then we, the one that we were, the one that like is the kind of crown jewel of that, we worked with like five or six different people. Like it was a whole production. Um, and I think that's kind of the connection with T Pain, right? Well, it was kind of that. Yeah. Well, we, we worked did. On the well, Amazon there was song. there was one that we did though that was a. Uh, it was it was it was supposed to be like a promo ad to get people to come to the show that weekend. Right, yeah. And so like if you've ever seen I'm on a boat, um <clears throat> don't look it up. Uh it starts where like Lonely Island's sitting around the room and they're like, hmm, hey, look, I just got free tickets. He's like pouring out a bowl of cereal and yeah. he gets like free tickets to a like a boat cruise or yeah. something. Who am I and gonna take? He's like, hmm, I'm gonna take you and his other friend sitting there waiting for him to be picked because there's only two tickets. He's like, and and it turns over the side and he's like, T Pain, and all of a sudden T Pain's just sitting there. So we recreated that yeah. in my dorm yeah. room with Dr. Gordon Beats chilling in my dorm room to be like, yep. hey, look, I just got tickets to Studio yep. 4109. So the university president like, joined yeah. in. Right. in my yeah. dorm room as we're doing a parody of the opening of I'm on a Boat. By the Lonely Island. <laughs> By the Lonely it. Island. And and they're like, hmm, who am I going to take? I'm going to take you. And and then the camera like pans over and it was like, Dr. Beats. And and the funny thing was, now like later on, I ended up, so I'm at, I'm at T-Pain's house like in his basement. And I was like, <laughs> so, so fast forward fast as forward. one does they just go to T-Pain's basement you like, know we've all been there yeah, yeah. You know. so we done the parodies and then we done like the parodies of the parodies and now I'm over there and I was like I'm gonna take you and T-Pain and I actually flipped it around and he's like hey and it was like super nice. cool to like you know bring it full circle now just... here's here's what's wild um, I just realized this as you're telling this because I didn't know this part of the story because uh, I was way too busy in college traveling <laughs> and I never went to studio um, in high school uh, my my old roommate and uh, one of my best friends, Anthony Simon, in high school, we, he and I made videos. Uh, we started making dumb, terrible quality music videos and recording like remixes and covers of songs. The very first video we ever did was a parody of I'm on a boat. <laughs> and it was I'm in a car that was like terrible. And like we the camera that we used, we had to sit it on a textbook at one time in the front of the car. So like you can see the bot like the textbook on the bottom of the frame. One of our videos we did a Justin Bieber baby cover and you can see my, the reflection of me in a car holding a tiny camera <laughs> recording. But like those videos were foundational in Anthony learning video editing skills and audio editing skills that then eventually came in handy when you were doing studio. Yeah, because he made the yeah, music yeah. videos. He would work with yeah, us he on worked. That. Yeah, he and worked on some of our music like, videos, well, and they did a great job. It's kind of like, and I don't, I don't think I'm getting too far out here, but it's um, Dave Grohl once had a great quote about Nirvana and kind of how Nirvana got started and, and why he was so frustrated with. Um, the industry, the music industry, and like how some people were trying to be perfect before they came out. And he goes, we need more people who are just kids in a garage making music. Yep. Like, don't worry about making bad music. Um, and I think it was in reference to like Rebecca Black and Friday or something <laughs> like that. or But just something with the idea of like, you know, there's some bad music out there. And he's like, who cares about bad music? Like, we were horrible until we weren't. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think like that's kind of the same thing for us, especially I think a lot of times... Um, I think it's it's a little frustrating, especially working with the church on some things because you don't really have room. And this is kind of an unknown kind of a fact. We don't really have room uh, to fail. You know what I mean? You don't have a lot of, of rope. And so sometimes you have to be perfect right off the bat. Like, you know, you were talking about like, see three steps ahead. You have to do that. Yeah. It's like, if this doesn't nail it right away, 
they're not going to make, they're not going to let us make a second one. Well, and so that's where like, I got to the, so I, I got to the end of college and I was like, man, this is great. Um, and I, it just really made me feel alive. And, and here I had met all these other creatives I've been working with and, and it was kind of like, so what's next for us to do like career wise, like, you know, we've done this really cool stuff. It works. We get lots of people to come to these things. We all have these skills, but where do we plug those in? And there, and there wasn't, there wasn't really, I mean, it was like, you know, your, your options were you go on to med school at Loma Linda, you go to work for an Adventist run healthcare organization or a local long-term care facility, or you go into teaching or, or Adventist ministry. And like, there wasn't really a whole lot of space for these other outlets for there things. There weren't clear, there weren't clear paths to right. those. Yeah. And, all. and that, and that was no, really no bridges. Yeah. And that was disappointing. And all the creatives that I saw, like either they took jobs where they've never been able to really tap into their creativity sense in those areas, or they ended up having to kind of leave the bubble or do things way outside the church um, to do that. And, and I was like, you know, there's gotta be some, some better way. And, and so I looked at things and it was like, oh, well we need, you know, we need more creatives in the church. Like the latest thing is like, how do we get more millennials in? How do we get more? Because I feel like they, you know, the church experienced this, this time where Gen Xers were like all leaving the church and they were kind of like, eh, I mean, you don't see eye to eye with us. That's all right. Like, fine, go your own way. And then they didn't come back. And then and then the next generation started leaving too. And they finally started realizing, hey, wait, these are our kids. These are our grandkids that are leaving the church and they're not coming back. Now we've got to find a way to keep them in. And so there was this like, how do we how do we get more creatives in the church? How do we get more creatives in the church? And so at the time I was like, oh yeah, how do we get more creatives in the church? Well, let's just have them do creative projects. And then you come to realize, wait, but creative projects need support. And, and by support, I don't just mean a pat on the back. I would be lying if I said that the church in that sense has not been supportive. I've heard horror stories from other people where they're like, you know, I just, I came with ideas and everyone just shut me down. Like that's never been my experience. I've talked to leaders at every level of the Adventist church from, from like local church to conference to, to NAD, I guess maybe not GC, but like basically all those levels, I've talked to people that are high up in those, in those positions. And I've never had anyone shut down an idea that was like straight up. No, that's terrible. Just, you don't have good ideas. They've always been supportive. I've always gotten a pat on the back, but there's a difference between supporting and equipping. And I think that that's the big difference with things, especially when you have a generation that can get their support from from the group messages that they're in, from whatever pages they start, yeah. you know, we can we can find support. I mean, people find support through, like they've got they've got friends that they've never met through Xbox Live that they have support from. I mean, Reddit by yeah. itself yeah. is literally just a group of communities. Yeah. So so the support and the pack, pat on the back, moral support is easy to find. That's yeah. easy to find. Yeah. Now being equipped, whether that means being plugged into the right people that can do things that you can't, or a lot of times it comes down to funding. You know, projects have to be funded. And so I was hoping to find like these quality tools and and learn things from the industry to kind of bring back to the church and say, okay, hey, look, they're doing things quality that we clearly aren't doing and that we don't seem to even know how to do. So how do we how do we do that? They're doing things that are I mean, you see, there's been churches that they do a, a movie for basically no money in the grand scheme of things in Hollywood for like no money. And then all of a sudden it turns this huge, you know, multimillion dollar profit, yeah. profit. And then they can take that and put it into the next movie and make it even better. 
and and you're like, okay, so that's working. You can watch it in the MCU. Yeah. Literally, the movies get better and like more expensive yeah. as yeah. the MCU progresses <laughs> yeah. from Iron Man one all the way to Endgame. Yeah, and you can and you can see they keep reinvesting in themselves. But the difference is investing, not just spending. Mm-hmm. Because investment means, okay, we're going to get a return on this. We're going to actually get a good project. And I can tell you from experience from budgeting, you know, projects and films and things like that, like there's a certain threshold that you have to pass for it to even be worth the investment. You know, it's like if I'm going to make, if I'm going to put something out there, let's say that I'm going to do, let's say I'm going to do a commercial. Okay. Like on average, you're probably going to spend like 30 grand for a commercial or something generally if you go to like a place downtown or something like that get that if you were spending five hundred dollars on a commercial you're gonna get like somebody going out there with their iphone basically and it's probably not going to have been even worth five hundred dollars yeah well and we've all seen those yeah we've all seen those local yeah Yeah. no it's 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 true the the funding isn't there and what i've seen and this is this is disgusting to me what i've seen is we've used the um, your God gave you your talents to give back to him. We've used that to that that kind of idea to manipulate people mm-hmm. and basically not enslave them. Like that's a strong word, but um, we do take advantage of them. And we forced, use that as used forced to, volunteerism. Yeah, it's, it really is. Like we say we guilt you into and I say we because I'm in ministry like I do active ministry. I'm, I'm in the system. Um, but we've we've guilted people in that and say like yeah well then you're not really contributing to the church then like if you want to be paid for this I'm sorry like that's not how this works graphic designer says the pastor who gets paid or, by the church yeah. to do what they do yeah. uh, it's well it, and and it's interesting because even I mean First Corinthians nine it it talks about don't you know that those who serve in the temple get their food from the temple and that those who serve at the altar share in what is offered on the altar. In the same way, the Lord has commanded that those who preach the gospel should receive their living from the gospel. So we know that there's an outline for like if we're going to support things, like it's it, you have to support it. Uh, Kevin, I'm I, you broke my brain there because you were reading the Bible, but you work in Hollywood. And yeah, you I didn't know. Burst into flames. I know. It's uh, well, I'm I'm patting it out right <laughs> now. There's, and I got Fire TV right yeah, next to me, so well, it's close enough. But. Uh, <laughs> But, literally there's a box with Amazon <laughs> Fire TV logo right next to him. But I think I think yeah. it's so crazy though, you know, to I mean and and we know that things have to be funded. I mean, we talk about tithe. Like what do you think that that goes towards? That goes towards funding the church. That goes towards keeping things going. Yeah. And and so that is a big that is an important conversation. And we have every one of our Adventist universities has a business program. What do you think that that's about? That's about figuring out how to take your assets that you have feeding them into something and making a sustainable either ministry or organization, whether that's for-profit or non-profit or whatever, but keeping that sustainable and going and, and successful. Yeah. I think the other thing when you talk about support is you have to support the artist's vision for the project, um, whether that is a painting, whether that is film, whether that is whatever it is. It might not be exactly 100% right on what you want, um, but I think letting them have that is fine. If someone comes up with poetry and says a curse word in it, you know, you can either shut that down or you can say, Hey, you know what? We just appreciate that you're, that you've come up. We wouldn't say it that way, but you know what? We like what you're doing. I, I remember five years ago or four or five years ago, it's my senior year at, at, uh, when I was in, in undergrad, you know, we had this large project that was shut down by administration in our church. Um, mm. If those of you who don't know what it is, you can Google it and look it up. But we had this big thing, 
and it was this, you know, awesome. Uh, it was the timekeepers or Re- the record keeper, record keeper, and and it was. I was super excited about it as an artist, as a creative, as someone who was going into ministry. I thought it was amazing, and the line that was used was, "Well, this didn't fit with our theology enough." <laughs> which that in itself, you know, how do you miss that much oversight? But regardless, it didn't fit. But we're continuing. We want to continue to fund something like this. And it's five years, and I haven't seen anything. Well, there's actually a bigger one that people don't know about, or most people don't know the backstory. Right, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's an even bigger one that was a multi-million dollar funded project by the church. It was. It had a distribution deal with, I, I can't say which uh, which studio, but I will say that they have amusement parks. Um, and it was ready to go. It was scored by the same composer that does BBC Sherlock and um, and I think he actually did uh, Doctor Strange for Marvel. And they spent a bunch of money on that too. And at the end of the day, they looked at it and, and they turned down the distribution deal to have this story, this Adventist story, out in theaters because they wanted to own it. They wanted to control it. And it ended up, you know, like free on YouTube with not very many views so it's not getting out there to people and basically abc so we're selling it to ourselves and here there was a prime opportunity to have a great message and it was a very i mean a very adventist like story that that was going to be out distributed in theaters by a major studio and they had the offer on the table and they turned it down so and, 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 yeah, so I th- it goes it goes beyond even the pat on the back. You have to sit there and say this might not fit with what I want to say, but I can use it because I get frustrated as a minister because I have to go to Marvel and all these kind of half baked and and get these kind of sort of decent <laughs> concepts and theologies from it, um, and be like, see, it's kind of like this, and and be like the youth pastor that did the End Game spoiler um, <laughs> hashtag hate. You know those people, but anyway, uh, uh, but you you, you end up well, having man. to do that when it's like your shirt. Yeah, if I can do <laughs> if I can do a an Adventist story that's maybe just a little bit off, you know, like Hacksaw Ridge or like you know these other things that are gone. Yeah, it might not be exactly where my theology is, but I can I can turn around and say, well, this is where I disagree with it. Um, and I think as local churches, okay, we might not be able to fund something necessarily on that scale, but realistically with the way technology is now you can do a web series really well yeah and i think we need to support where the art comes from well but we and need what, what and their vision and we and we need to we need to actually invest in it it's more than yeah. just support as yeah. in like oh i'm gonna toss you like you know a few hundred no, no, no. dollars like to go really, do this yeah. like like invest invest in it as though you're going to yeah. get a return it's not a it's not a here's what we can pay you to be successful it's what do you need to be successful what do you need to be empowered with and given to what tools do you need and resources do you need? Um, that's the question that needs to be asked, but it's not being asked. And it bothers me because, like, I here's the thing I'll, I'll be honest, this is the first time I, I think I've said this to you, Kevin. I wish we didn't have to start the scratch. Like, yeah, I, I feel I'm frustrated that we have to do it. <laughs> it is ridiculous to me that the conversation in Adventism and what's going on in our denomination is so inaccessible, mm-hmm. whether it's because it's too long. Or because they don't know, people don't know about it. Whatever, it is so frustrating to me. And I'm not saying we started the scratch out of baggage, but it it just like it how can, was, it got how to was the there point, not already? Yeah, that's right, what I'm saying. Like thing. we literally we were like, why does this not like does this really not exist? And <laughs> there are people doing summaries, but it's not anywhere close to what we're doing. 
Um, it took me for one of our summaries on for one of the parts of women's ordination. That article took me. Um, it took me over an hour and a half to find the motion that we voted on in 1990 about women's ordination. <laughs> it took me an hour and a half to find just the wording for the motion. Like it's so inex- and I know where to look. I know exactly what websites to go to and what archives to go to. Um, but it's so inaccessible and it's so frustrating that we've basically said if you if you want to do something good, you just have to go do it. Like yeah. And I get the empowerment. Yeah, the individual should be empowered to use their gifts and tools. But it's it's different because like your job, what you are paid for with tithe money is to serve and empower and build up the church in a way that actually builds up the church. But what you've done is you forced what we have done is we forced a lot of creative people to have to leave the bubble out of frustration and do it on their own. And then they say, basically, a lot of them say good riddance to the church. Yeah. Is that like what did you do? And, and then the ch- and then the church's products are are not even half baked. Sometimes it's like quarter baked, yeah. because because what happened? All of your professionals that were really great at at doing this this way of packaging, like we have a great message. Yeah. That's what it that's what it comes down to. And and I started seeing that that there was there was such good stuff that we had to offer. You know, when I would be on set talking with people. And I mean, like I work with models and actors all the time. They are very concerned about health. They're very concerned about, you know, looks and that kind of stuff. Because quite frankly, like if you don't look good on camera, you should probably be in a different industry. <laughs> like, or be in a different industry. Yeah. Yeah. You have a face for podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Face for radio. So like it's, you know, and they, and they care a lot about that. And so when you start talking about like, oh, taking a day off once a week or things like that, like that's, that's really interesting. And and then even just I remember being being on uh, on set on a movie that I mean probably was not Evans approved, um, but you know we we broke for lunch and I was there and just praying over my food and I looked up and the guy like across from me was praying over his food and I was like oh hey you know cool to see somebody else praying over their food and he was, he said actually um, I I did it because I I saw you doing it and and I was like oh wow like. Like people are watching yeah. us and how much yeah. more effective is it when someone looks up to you or forms a relationship with you and then asks you questions instead of you going to them and just handing them something that's like, hey, read this and then change your life because of it. Like, yeah, and then what? we walk away. Right. Yeah. And which, which does not work for meta modern generations. Like, <laughs> millennial Gen nope. Z. No. Nope. No. And, and it's funny because like I was. I was going through the book of Matthew um, uh, like a week ago or so, and and you notice that like Jesus Jesus spends most of his time telling stories and forming relationships with people. He's not talking about all the rules. He's not. I mean, he doesn't ignore them, but he spends a lot of his time focusing on relationships. The other thing that I pulled out of Matthew was I was like, why am I always like frustrated with the church? Like I want to change things, but I'm always like frustrated with it. And then, you know what I noticed on like every time that Jesus encountered someone from the church, he was frustrated with the church. Like yep. every single time I, I don't remember. I mean, minus like Nicodemus coming to him and being like, Hey, listen, man, it's on the DL. Um, can, can we talk? And he's like, yeah, yeah, we can talk. Like I'm not. Yeah. Well, I mean, and he, even he calls out Nicodemus. He's like, dude, how are you? You're supposed to be one of the teachers. How do you not already know this? Yeah. Like, how is this news to you? You're yeah. supposed to, you, you, you of all people. Well, it wouldn't know. be news to Nicodemus if he subscribed to the scratch. <laughs> he would already We know. have brought it yeah, full so circle. Uh, we have. No, the, it's, it's true. Um, it's absolutely true. And, um, Kevin, I, I know that I'm your friend too, so it's going to be weird for me saying this. Um, but uh, and I know moral support is easy to get, but 
You know that I really love seeing what you're doing. Uh, I love that I can travel to a city for work and then run into you <laughs> in said city and we can go explore together. That's a, that's a true story. Uh, that happened he, in Chicago. He saw that on my Instagram story. Yep. Um, <laughs> but no, I love the the places you go, the things that you're doing. It's awesome. And I am honored to be partnering with you on The Scratch. Um, it's It's been an incredible seven months to get to this point, and I'm excited to see what comes next um, and, and how The Scratch continues to grow. Um, but and I'm and I'm really excited to to see where it where it goes. You know, I think my my like closing statement with all of this would be um, there, there's a quote that a friend of mine um, that well you probably know who he is. If you listen to a little a little unknown band called Pentatonix, um, Kevin Alusla, the the beatboxer for it, he was speaking one time talking about his his experience being an Adventist, working in the industry, that kind of stuff. And, um, and he said, my God is a creative God. And if I am created in his image, therefore I must be creative too. And that really stuck with me. And it was something that I wrote down and I, and have kept in the back of my mind because, you know, God did create us in his image. And I, I don't think that that means like, oh, we look exactly the same as God. Like you look at how many eye color, skin color, hair color, just differences in appearance, height, weight, whatever else. Like, we look so different. I think that 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 image is the ability to create. And that's something that other, you know, creatures can't do. Even even the closest thing to us, like, oh, monkeys have opposable thumbs, that's great. But they can't create in the way that we can create. And that's something, I think, that was endowed by the creator himself. Mm-hmm. And, and it just baffles me when there's people that shut down creativity because I go, you know, when you're going to heaven, it's not about the location. It's about the relationship. Yep. You are about to spend eternity with the creator. So if you hate creativity on this earth, why in the world would you want to spend eternity with the creator? And I think that we need a more a better mindset of creativity and a better space for creators and just start supporting them in the Adventist church. It's going to be ugly. It's going to be gross. We're going to look like mud when we start, but by the end we're going to have something that reflects God. Yeah. And creativity is a journey for sure. Absolutely. Kevin, thank you so much for, for joining us. I'm going to let it close kind of on that statement. I think that was a good way to end this episode. Mm -hmm. Um, Absolutely. So if you want to support what we're doing with the scratch, go to the scratchnews.com. There's a there's a link there to the Kickstarter, or you can just look in the show notes. Um, and um, yeah, that's running for 60 days. So please throw us any support that you can. Every dollar helps us be successful in, in, in um, fundraising and getting us to the place we want to be sooner um, so that we can continue to provide and grow faster um, in, and expand into more formats because we don't want to just stay a written <laughs> publication. Absolutely. So head on over there, um, support us. And yeah, watch TV more so you can see Kevin <laughs> um, and eventually start watching the big screen so you can see Kevin. And um, yeah, so Tony, Kevin, thank you guys uh, for being here. And uh, that's it. So if you listen to, if you uh, like us and want to subscribe, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, Spotify, whatever. If you listen to us on iTunes, please leave a review and rate us. Um, that really does help. Um, that helps us know where we are as a, you know, to know what's going on with uh, with how you view our podcast. Um, patreon.com slash absurdity podcast as well if you want to support us uh, financially and facebook.com slash absurdity podcast all right now that those links are out of the way (laughs) thank you guys so much for listening we'll see you next week
Today's episode of Absurdity is sponsored by The Haystack. The Haystack is a voice for young adults in the Seventh-day Adventist Church that produces articles, music reviews, videos, and more. To check them out, go to www.thehaystack.org. The Haystack. Life. Culture. Theology.